When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of It's Only a Game. Aren't you lot lucky just when you couldn't get enough of us? Sorry, I am slightly distracted by the fact that Matt and Deck are laughing on camera, but that's okay. Um, we're ever professionals and we move on. So welcome back. We've got a special episode for you. It's a bit of news, a bit of quizzing. We don't really know, to be perfectly honest. It's just, we're here. It's going to be a good laugh. Gents, how are we doing first and foremost? Uh, to be honest, after that little whisper in the um, intro, Jimmy, rather aroused. I won't lie to you, but apart from that, yeah, aroused, ticking on. Nice, that wasn't the intention, the but thing, I'll take what it. The thing, what the, the thing that Matt whispered? No, you whispered your in your intro. You might not have even known you were doing it, Jimmy, oh, but right, it was yeah. uh, especially it was rather enjoyable. sex ball bound to, bound to, bound to boost the listeners. I was going to sure. say because uh, Matt whispered something just as we hit record. Greg, I'm good. Greg, yes, how are I'm you? Just looking at the uh, the League Two scores right now. Carlisle are beating Hartlepool two one which sort of Good helps us being because we're only two points away from Hartlepool and we need him to lose. So I'm just keeping track of these scores. Yeah. What insight, oh, guys? What insight? But you're lucky with quick, the stack. Quick, quick question, Greg. Quick question, sorry. How yes. many points are you at 22nd in the league? Are they Hartlepool? Two. We're two points away Who's from 22nd? Hartlepool. Hartlepool are 22nd. And they're 22nd. Okay, so you're not, you're not actually now. doomed then. That's fine. Okay, so we've addressed no. that. Rochdale are not doomed. That's fine. Only two points well, off. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> you're not going to go bust. It's okay. Yeah, we could Stop do. fretting. <laughs> I mean, let's, you wouldn't want to live that life with that perpetual sort of doom-mongering, catastrophizing. Just just go with the flow. And hey, if it's if it's dorking away next year, then just enjoy it. <clears throat> you it's sound so like you've been to dorking away, Jim. I, I'd happily go dorking away. I mean, just just think of the food options. You generally find the lower down the league as you go, the better the food options get. That's, That's a good point, say. actually. Yeah. I mean, if, if if hey, look, if Kidderminster come up from the national league, no, oh, they're the best. Who, who's been to Kidderminster? Yeah. Uh, Deck. Yeah, I've been a, I've been a couple yeah. of times. Um, they had their own chefs last time. I remember vividly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few of the lads that I was with that spent the whole match just queuing up for pasties and pies. I don't think they actually watched any of the football. Um, I think off the top of my head, Norwood scored an unreal goal that was flagged for offside. I can't can't quite remember now. Um, and two of their fans got thrown out for absolutely nothing. Fair dues. Um, so that was, yeah, good away day was, all um, round. Um, same... Was it, yeah, oh, sorry, go on, Jim. Was it, um, was, was no, it Jan Mulby? Jan Mulby, the Kidderminster manager at one point. He was. Yeah. What, during that game? Year, or just indeed. randomly? No, no, not, not during that, that game, that like time. years ago. I was going to say, he was dead, wasn't he? Yeah, Moby's not dead. dead. Oh, am I mixed up with? Sorry, yeah, apologies if you listen. I am thinking of Emlyn Hughes. Ignore me. Carry on. Greg, got We apologise to both Emlyn Hughes and Yamoby. Apologies, Yamoby. Um, I'm just going to yeah, There's some breaking news. Jan's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. You heard it here first. You did, in it's, it's, it's still January. Um, so. Wee! Um, Wee! Yeah, when Kidderminster were in the. 
Yeah, we just said yes, that. We know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thanks for that, well, Greg. Greg, well, oh. I'm trying to kill him off. It's a bit. <laughs> for reference to the listeners, Greg's just FaceTimed him. He's very much yeah, a massive in the middle of eating his tea. He's actually, like the Montender. So, five minutes in, we're discussing whether Yamov is alive or not. Kidderminster Harriers, and um, yeah, as I told you, we have no structure this podcast, and quite simply, Rochdale may or may not go down. Anyway, speaking of teams that are going to go down, Matt. Um, well, anyone's feel free to jump in on this one. The inevitable's happened. We've sacked another manager. We're getting to Watford territory here in terms of just churning out managers. Um, I, I, I don't really want to ask you any closed questions. Just kind of your thoughts. What happens next? Do, do we even care at this point? I, I do and I don't. There was an air of inevitability that it was going to happen at some point. I mean, you lose again. The, was it the weekend to to West Ham? Well, the, the club didn't know for about three, four. Well, hours that is true. Everyone else seems to know, like... and we didn't actually announce it until about quarter to nine or something in the evening. Fucking when shit. by five o'clock, everyone announced it. Um, I I feel for Frank. I do. Um, and not in a football way because I do think he was always a little bit out of his depth. I think I put on Twitter that. When the goal they had was just to stay up, I think he knew what to do when he could get the fans on board. And it was like a rallying call. When the start of the season comes and that is that uh, slate's clean and you've got to start from scratch, there has been some decisions. I mean, at the start of the season, we weren't terrible. Defensively, we were pretty good. But the issue has always been we just don't score enough goals. And the second, then you start leaking goals. We have done Brighton, Bournemouth, etc. those games. He probably should have really gone before the World Cup. Um, if not after the Brighton game in Myers. Um, I mean, the rumours of who we're bringing in are a mixture of hilarious to downright frightening. Um, I do wonder at what point who we're going to bring someone in and the shortest they're going to last is. I do think if we bring someone like Marcelo Bielsa in, it's either going to be genius or he'll last three weeks and just leave because we're that bad. He'll... He won't have time to buy his own bucket or rent his own room at the training ground. Exactly. As he did with Leeds. I exactly. think that'd be absolute vibes. I mean, it'd be horrendous. I don't know how the players are cope, but I think I'd be there. I don't just, know. You know what? Let's just let's just destroy the whole lot. I mean, he he seems to be the favourite, which, I mean, apparently he's going to cost us a lot of money. Um, and you'd hope for that money, he's going to be worth it. Maybe they got one eye on if they do get relegated, that they've got someone who is proven in the championship. I don't know. Um, other names... Hilariously, Sam Allardyce has been mentioned again somehow. Duncan Ferguson was mentioned I saw the other day. Um, other names to escape me is it Gallardo, who's at used to be. I actually was I River Plate manager. River Plate manager. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up with uh, Gallardo River Plate, and then Marcelino was the former Villarreal. Marcelino is I get mixed up with. Um, but yeah, there's a variety yeah. of names, which just goes to show that our shit show board haven't got a fucking clue who they want to put in we're charge at this point. It's, it, there's no plan. There's no things. system in place. It's just a complete net, and let's see who actually is, at this point is willing to take the job. That's my thoughts. Stone Cold Sean Dyche mentioned. So there we Sean go. Sean Dyche should be. Probably the safest bet. Yeah, I, I mean, who I think we're going to end up with, based on the current rumours, knowing Mashiri's way of doing this, it's probably going to be Bielsa. At this point, I don't think anyone we br- we bring in is going to keep us up. I just think the team is that bad. Um, no. You're looking at the story. I mean, we were supposed to sign uh, Dan Juma from Villarreal, who had apparently the medical was booked in, all done. He'd done everything else. And on the day he was supposed to come in to sign the contract, has now fucked off the Tottenham to go and sign for them. Which, if anything, sums up Everton so far. It's been the fact that Spurs have not only bought our best player and barely played him, 
than I'll buy the player we're supposed to replace Richarlison with and I'm going to buy him on loan for the rest of the season, the player they don't need to then not play him as well. So yeah, it's going well otherwise. It's, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. There you go. Feel free to jump in, anyone. Thank you. Of course, Decky, your hand. One hand thing's for sure, Wayne Rooney won't be taking the manager's job. He's uh, apparently signed up as being one of Tyson Fury's uh, sparring partners. As Fury said that he's got a very similar stance and style as uh, Usyk. So I think Rooney's got his hands full. Is Tyson I, okay? I genuinely, I genuinely um, thought you were saying Wayne Rooney then was going to go to WrestleMania or something. I mean, that would he... be Dwayne, jo- <laughs> Dwayne Johnson against Wayne Rooney in the main event. He has, he has seen Wayne Rooney in recent months, isn't he? And he has yeah. seen Usyk in re- recent months. The two are not that alike in my eyes, but there you go. It's the right. They're both well, men, so and that's about men with similarities mean, with you, differences. You, facial hair and so capacity, yeah. and that's about you, it. You're, you're more likely to get a better yeah. stance out of Mickey Rooney at this rate, I think. Well, we've all seen the wrestler. Probably not. <laughs> Isn't that Mickey Raw? He's in film. Well, there we go. It wasn't. I don't really know where to go with Everton to be neither, honest. Neither do, to be honest with you. Neither do. So we've got two two out of three of our clubs are failing, um, and Rovers are failing to do anything yeah. at all. Yeah. They're just kind of stuttering along like a car on the last liter of fuel, trying to get to the petrol station in time. You sound a lot like Everton um, last season. We've known since September that we've needed a striker, and you would assume that they would have had somebody lined up at the start of the transfer window, and yet here we are, twenty fourth of July, uh, January even. Um, and still no attackers signed, and, and, bar a, an unproven and winger. And one striker um, down, of course. Yes, Mr Nevert has gone to true. Very strange going down there at Tramia. Lots of outs and very few ins, mm. which is concerning. Mm. Um, but there you go. At least we're not mm. you know, near the bottom yet. It could go that way. I don't well, think. On, on the plus side, that is a good way. A good way to not get pregnant, isn't it? Really, lots of outs and very few ins. So I mean, um, I'm just going to quickly just jump in. Just back to Everton. So, uh, Mashiri has told the Everton Fan Advisory Board, who are, the, in the name, they are a Fan Advisory Board, uh, he has faith in the current Everton Board. Uh, apparently, he's not shy to make changes when there is a need. We need karma. We need to go past our current position on the pitch. I hear what the fans say. They have points. We'll be addressing them. I'm committed to the club and not just the stadium to join the elite, but I need your help. The fans are the most important part of the Everson institution. Everson has been in, depends on Goodison and the 12th man. I'll do whatever it takes to get the fans fans on board. Thoughts, gentlemen? Jimmy, maybe. So reported from, reported from Farhad Mashiri, apparently, okay? So we'll just clarify that. They are the words of Farhad yep. Mashiri. That's from recently. Twitter. Tony Scott um, on Twitter, who is a reptile. Okay, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So we, we know that's come from there. Okay, just just that's quite, mm-hmm. a, a, free, quite a 180 turn from it's not my decision. Um, yeah, that, that, I think that myself. After the West Ham game, saying it's not a decision to sack Frank Lampard. Mm-hmm. And then whoever it was, him or if it was Alisha Rusmanov, whoever it was. Yeah. Um, I, I, You know what? I don't think Everton know where to do, where to go with Everton. Never mind Dak, never mind us. I don't think the actual board know where to go. And they are struggling now. So I'm quite enjoying the I fact that we we're not playing it. this weekend. It's quite nice. I think I think we leave it there with, with with regards to us because I think no one really knows what to do. I don't think the fans know. I don't think anyone knows. And... Hey, if it's Preston away next season, it's Preston away next season. That's fine by me because I'm resigned to relegation. Go ahead, Greg, get your hand up. I've got. I can. I can. One. One question. One question on Everton, and we can move on if you want. If the possibility of David Moyes coming back was nope. a reality, nope. That would no. No. Jim? 
No, no we'd have no to pay point. West Ham compensation to begin with. No, exactly. but if they sack him, they won't have money. They won't sack him. Not, not that. Not, well, not, not that they gave him three points at the weekend, they won't. No, no point. Game, so. How far are they down there? How far are they down there? Because it's a complete... They're ahead of us still, obviously. They're, I think they're ahead of us on... They're like 16th, I want to say. They're about four points ahead of us, something like that. 16th? Yeah. Easy top three. Easy top three. Well, they are 16th. Okay. Three. There you go. Easy top three. Well, they're only three points above um, you, though. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, I... that's the weird thing about all this. Sorry. Go on, Jim. It's literally it's a win. If they didn't, if they it's hadn't won, you know... Is that the one? Yeah, but have you seen any Evans performances the last few months? Well, I not a full ninety minutes. For if, a they while. if they haven't, if they have the ones a bit like saying if the world didn't turn, because <laughs> um, yeah, I think we all, no matter how much you try, no matter how much you try, it's gonna happen. I think you gotta so, look at it as we it, all live in a dreamland that you're gonna have, and I think we all do. Especially you must go through this big rockstar grade this season. That you think, right, this is the day. This is the game. West Ham, big game. All right, away from home. If they win this, might just be the start of the season. And then you go 2 0 down within about. Was it. What uh, boy was? No. Forgive us, Matt. And can that's I, just, can I just jump in slightly? Go on. Is we thought that with Bournemouth away. Then we thought that with Wolves at home. Then we thought that with Southampton at home. Then we thought that with West Ham away, all relegation rivals, quote unquote, and we've got zero points. Exactly. And this is seven plus years of mismanagement from the very top, Mashiri, Camright, Baxendale, whoever. And I don't care if they do somehow listen to this. I don't think they will. This is seven plus years of mismanagement and poor spending. Because I've had people say, and particularly Liverpool fans have come and said, how can you protest against the board? You spent half a million, half a billion quid in seven years and all this and the money. I was like, well... The fans don't spend the money. The fans don't, despite what Mashiri said on talks, but the fans don't hire the managers and fire the managers. It's the board. They've been absolutely inept from the very beginning. And apart from the stadium, which even then has cost a lot more and been a lot more delayed than planned. But hey, that's something else. But I think we should move on because we could be here a long time and we've got other things and, you know, other things to do and lighter notes to discuss as well. Um. So yeah, Greg, how are Rochdale doing? <laughs> oh, good luck. Lighter notes. Um, we're absolutely dreadful at the minute and we're absolutely awful. Um, yeah, teams okay. that we should be competing against, we aren't, which maybe maybe when you and me were having that debate the other day, Jim, maybe we maybe you were right that Everton and Rochdale do draw parallels and maybe they have been doing for a while in different um, leagues and one's a bigger club, obviously, mm-hmm. and we're not, but there are par- parallels there are teams we should be beating Hartlepool. Well, not we shouldn't be beating Hartlepool. We should be competing against Hartlepool. And the same with Colchester because they've always been historically down there with us. I don't matter. I don't care what anybody says. They have been historical. I associate them with Hartlepool definitely with Rochdale ability. We should be competing against Hartlepool and, and Colchester. Um, yeah, it, it's all going a bit sour. Even though it's January, we haven't signed anybody this window. I mean, I'm sure other clubs haven't as well. So then there's, I know Jim Bentley's come out and said he's tried to put bids in for players, but other players are assessing better options and things like that, which is fair enough, really, because um, if, if there's another team coming in for you, say Doncaster or whoever, you're going to probably look at another option apart from the team that are at the bottom of the league. I don't, do you know, unless it's a big team that is somehow having a bit of a blip and they can get out of it. Well, to be fair, Gillingham's money come in and they've transformed yes. their owner, so... 
I just I mean, to be fair, yeah. you know, you've not been trying to sign on at John Juma by any chance, have you, at Rochdale? Not that I know of. Because he'll be assessing his <laughs> options. He'll be, he'll be jibbing Looking elsewhere. It's, it's, he'll be looking type... elsewhere, indeed. Yeah, I was just typing to deck about um, Gillingham just then. But Gillingham, you're quite right. They've appointed, I think, is it Kenny Jacket as director of football? And he's got, obviously, he knows the and, league. Uh, he's been the manager of Gillingham. As well, That's the other one. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I'll, I'll keep it quite short, but I think that Rochdale are missing a football head at the club. I think we need a director of football just to guide it somewhere. I mean, the board are all nice people. If, you know, I'm not going to mention who they are, but I've, I've met a few of them. They're all nice people. They've all got the, they've got the right intentions, other unlike other owners or ex board of directors or whatever things like that. They have <laughs> got good intentions, <laughs> yeah. But there isn't a a football head in there, like your example there, Jim, about Gillingham. They're somewhat um, plucking the, the points out a little bit at the one at the weekend. I can't remember who they were playing. But um, director of football seems to be a thing these days, doesn't it? In, in in general football, that you hear a lot about it. I know. I think David Flitcroft is director of football at Port Vale. I think. Um, so you do hear of them, you know, that are sort of not completely involved in picking the eleven and things like that, but just steering the ship a little bit. So that might be something that we might need to look into. Absolutely, yeah. Um... I think, yeah, it could be, but then it's whether the, the finances and that are available and, and so on and so forth. It's a, it's a challenge at that bottom end, as, as, as Dak well knows, what it's like at the bottom of the league too. It's it's pretty grim, pretty grisly. Um, just to quickly touch on, there's not really much going on with Trammy at the moment, all the thought, but, um, you know, you've not signed strikers, you've not really signed anyone, apart from this guy from Port Vale. Anything really to say? I mean, we went the, Matt and I went to the Warsaw game the other, the other week and it was a bit dull. Apart from Manny Monte getting sent off, which was quite funny. But quick thoughts on Rovers before we yeah, I mean, move on. It's, uh, apart from people not being able to sit in the seats, um, the place is just stagnant at the minute, to be honest. That's because Rovers um, is so packed every week that we couldn't possibly sit in our seats. Yeah, 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 yeah. 16,000 yeah. people wanting to sit by me, isn't it? to the rafters. That's what it is. <laughs> no, but just to go back to your earlier point, Jimmy, it's just... Um, in a way, the club at the minute for me stinks of how we how we were the season that we went down. That's not going to happen, I don't think. In terms of you know, I think we've got enough quality to see us through. Um, lots of draws, the occasional win, and so on. But just that whole, I don't feel like the fans now are fully supportive of what's going on. The kind of. I don't know, the direction that the club has taken is is one that seems very strange. So they went down the whole James Vaughan route at the start of the season. We recruit young players, we bring them through, we sell them for profit and so on, which in a way is kind of happening. The likes of Ross Dewan's done out, Elliot Nevitt's done out, both for fees. Um, there's still strong links to uh, Cogley and uh, Bristow going out. Um, so in a way that's working, but at a club of our, of our size and our level, if you're then bringing young players in to sell them every six months, you're rebuilding your whole squad, aren't you? Every transfer window. So you've not got, if you've got that solid spine, which I think we had over those successful sort of three or four seasons, you've got Davises, Steve McNulty's, Norwoods, Jennings, etc. You can afford to have kind of young players come in. And I was saying to you the other day, it's about you can take a gamble on maybe three or four players in a season. If one of them comes good and you sell them on for a profit, great, you're up. 
But what we can't do is what we seem to have done and just gone out and bought or, you know, signed anyone who's kind of been released from a, a premiership academy or anyone who's got some kind of pedigree and is under the age of 22 or 23 seems to have been the recruitment tactic. We've got very, very little experience in the squad. That has been added to a little bit, but they just kind of look, they look lost. And a lot of what Mellon is saying in his post-match conferences, I kind of, as the weeks have gone on, I kind of sympathise a little bit more with him. Um, he is in a very difficult position at the minute. Results aren't going you know, his way. There's been managers sacked for better runs than we've been on at the minute. Um, and in recent years as well. But then you've also got to look at financially, is he being backed? Probably not as much as what people think he's being backed. He's been streaming out for months and months for players. And yet, every you know, the, the talk now that there's five or six strikers um, that have been approached over the last couple of months who have all then turned us down or things have fallen through. So there's obviously a, an issue there with the recruitment you know, side of things. James Vaughan went as soon as all the young players were signed and went back to Everton. Fair play to him. What about that? Um, but they're just... He's the next, he's the next yeah, manager. Yeah, there's just... That surprised me. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, there's just no direction. And it's... I was saying to, to uh, Jimmy and Matt there, walking up to the walls all day on Saturday, I normally live for the match of a Saturday. And at the minute, it's just kind of a, you know, check my phone on a Thursday or we're at home Saturday right, I'll go because it's prepaid, you know, I've, I've paid for it already. There's no kind of enthusiasm or anything. And even when I'm there, it's just flat. The atmosphere at Prenton Park, even two years ago, obviously not during COVID, but either side of COVID was bouncing. And it's now like, it's like you've walked into a church um, and not one that's singing Hosanna and singing from the valleys. And Maybe all that. that's your issue. Uh, a very quiet church. Maybe. It needs to be Maybe. choir Maybe. services before the game. That That's a shout. Bread and wine. Yeah. Get some bread. Yeah. Get some wine. Get Rover in his keep a bit more. Get him, you know, leading Rover relevant. a clergy outfit. Not cocking his me, leg on the goalpost. Well, you know what? Earn his yeah. keep. Yeah. Entertainment's a half time. That's true. The Icelandic Ice guys were great fun last week. Yeah, they, they were. Shout out to the Icelandic guys. So for those, those who don't know. Yeah, we'll try and find, if I can find those on socials, we'll try and um, tag them into this. There was a group of about 10, 12 Icelandic fans came over, so we've got, got a bit of a following. Um, the, peak, of, the Peaky the Whites were, like, they were dressed area. as Peaky Blinders um, from Iceland. The Peaky, Peaky Blinders, Peaky yeah, whites, with all of the flat yeah. caps and stuff. They were great. Um, but they were probably more entertaining than the Genuinely football, more and I'd have them the back. Yeah, so I think... Um, so yeah, so that's where we're up to. Um, half a plane full of people from Iceland coming over in flat caps, more entertaining than... Um, the League 2 inadverted commas football that we're showcasing at the minute. Um, I'm not going to say any more because I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole. Indeed. Well, we're going to go from League 2. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right up to the very top of the Premier League. Very, very briefly, I feel like we'd be remiss of us to not address the arguably the best team in the land at the moment. They've had a great week. Six points against Tottenham and Man United. Um, two big results, obviously, for Arsenal. What do we make? Are they going to do this? I know it's January. I know City and Man City, and they they're still they've got legs. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Arsenal just look quite assured. They look calm, don't they? This not like the frantic sort of 
Benga banter era of old. It, it's going back to almost like the Invincible era's Arsenal. Not quite as good, but do we think they're going to do it? I mean, there's, like I say, a long way to go yet. Well, it's it, it's something that Gary Neville said that we're watching this morning on YouTube. And he said that they, City know how to win titles. And it's sort of the, the path of how to win a title. And that obviously we sort of mentioning that Arsenal in recent times don't know how to do that. And that City have been behind before and they can still win it. Um, but this sort of seems like a different type of Arsenal at the minute. What are they, five or six points clear? Um, it's quite an unpredictable Premier League season, really, because I don't think a lot of people would have had Liverpool, Chelsea that far down the league. So maybe that's something there as well. But it's nobody would have predicted Arsenal at the top, you know, going into the end of January, like comfortably as well. Um, I, they're still in. They, they can, yeah. I think they, they are title, you know, contenders, despite City, you know, know how to win the title, as Gary Neville has said before. But I don't know what everybody else thinks. They are quite comfortable looking. I've still got City winning it. Two reasons I'll go for. One, City have still got to play Arsenal twice. Um, if Arsenal come through that unscathed, i.e. dropping you know, maybe a draw out of each game or losing one draw on the other, then I think that's really setting them up. Also, City have got a habit of just putting together results towards the last 15 games of the season where they'll just go unbeaten. They've done it, you know, with Liverpool in recent years past. They've got Harvard on 25 goals a season, which is bizarre. And I think that Spurs game for them, I think, was a turning point when Pep came out and had a go at them and was basically talking about do they want it enough? And I think the dressing room that they've got, I think that's what will spur them on. I just think with Arsenal, it's all gone a bit too well so far. And that sounds daft, but I think they will come up against teams or they'll have games where things don't always quite go enough. I mean, 50 points after what they are, 19 games, is it's a hell of a record. Fair play to them. And big props to Mikel Arteta um, for the job he's done this season. But there's a long way to go, and I do think City will still win it. Arsenal will definitely finish top three minimum. And even for that, for them, is an incredible season. I think still, I think top two. I think Gary Neville had United finishing second, which is, for lack of a better word, hilarious. Um, but yeah, I still think City are going to win it at the moment, just because, like, and he's right, they do know how to win the league title, and Arsenal at the moment don't. But who knows? Just going to flip what you've said there, Matt, in that Arsenal have still got to play City twice. City have still got to play Arsenal twice? Oh, I agree. Absolutely agree. And Absolutely Arsenal agree. are five points clear with the game in hand. They've, and you say it's all gone too well. They've got Gabriel Jesus out, placed with Eddie and Katia, who's literally their only other centre forward, and still getting results. There's, I'm not suggesting Arsenal will win it. I just think people are quick to sort of write off this Arsenal side from keeping the momentum. There's nothing to suggest they can't. Bear in mind, they've only lost one game this season. They've only dropped points in three of the 19 games. And some of the, you know, the two draws were down to sort of shoddy decisions, Southampton and another game which escapes me, for Newcastle at home. They've already beaten United, who they lost to at Old Trafford. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that people aren't willing to give Arteta necessarily the credit and some of those players the credit that they genuinely do deserve. Um, and I think Trossard even, I know we've had Joe on who will have his views about Trossard and the way he's left, but I think he's a solid addition. 
I just think they've got a team. It's a bit like the Liverpool side that went on a massive run in the league in the COVID year, um, or the middle of the COVID season. That they just look absolutely imperious and just just sailing through. But I do, I, I do take your point that you know it's it's the title race and any title race at any level, anything can happen still. Yeah, I'm, by no means, I'm, I'm not discrediting what Arsenal have done so far. I, it sounds like I'm, I'm not. They've been, you know, best team in the league by an absolute mile. I just think, like, when I, say it's, when I say it's gone too well, I mean as in the hiccups they've had. United, they were unlucky um, on the two games they've drawn a grip, but there's a lot tougher Tesco. I think still got to go to Anfield. They've still got to go to, uh, obviously, City is the, the other one. Um yeah, I, I don't know. It's a tough one because, like I said, they, with the with the gap they've got so far, you would still back them, you know. But things, as we've seen, can change pretty quickly. And I think if those two games against City, I think, fall quite quickly within one another because the original game was postponed, I think, because of the Queen's funeral. I can't remember exactly, but it was something along those, something along those lines. But I think having those two games so close together it's whether they can handle the pressure of those two big games. Because let's say, if, if they lost at City, you know, earlier on in the season, well, okay, you've, you've got one game's gone. But to have two, basically, almost like big six-pointers in the space of a, two, a couple of weeks, you do, in my head, I do feel City are better set up for those games. And the strength and depth they've got is a big difference in it as well. I don't think Arsenal have that yet, albeit the players have signed Trotter, the big one, obviously. But you look at City, you know, Mahrez is play out of a skin at the moment. He's technically not their starter most weeks, or if he is, it's between him and, you know, Silver Greenish, Foden, etc. So, yeah, it's a tough one to call, but I, I still the moment back City to win it, for me personally. Just a quick one in terms of how Arsenal's fixtures look. So, in the last six games that they have, they play City away, Chelsea at home, and Newcastle away, which might be tricky in the Sort of final weeks of the Premier League, that those three could be tricky. We never know. Newcastle are on a good run at the moment. Well, up there, aren't they? At least Chelsea could spark a bit of a comeback. So they have got difficult games at the back end of the sort of the business end, if you will. So, yeah, yeah. But those are the games that you you do what you need to do, and if you're going to be champions at the end of the day, and I think Arsenal Arsenal will know that. Um, as much as, as anyone, even though they've not won the league since 2004, they'll know that those are the kind of fixtures that you can't be phased by that. You can't see that as something to be afraid of. You've got to go and, and just do what you need to do and play your game as they have done, play the way that they've played you know, the entire season and, and let other teams worry about them. I, I, I don't see, yeah, I don't see why they should change for, for anyone the way they've done at the moment. Um, speaking of Newcastle, I think people were always the same as Arsenal or City for the title. No one's mentioning Newcastle. They win a trophy this year. League Cup semi-final action tonight. Are they in the Premier League? No. Sad Howe with. I mean, it's a hell of a. I know you can talk about the 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 ownership, but it's a hell of a rise from when they were last year with not that much relatively spent. You'd have to say for them, anything European football is a hell of a season. If they can get the Champions League, absolutely fair play to Betty Howe. Um, but if you ask any Newcastle fan at the start of the season, if they but let's say they got top seven, they would have absolutely bitten your hand off of that. And they're just the chance to push that team on um, in the summer um, with the investment they've got. You do feel, I mean, I, 
I don't know who they're going to bring in. They've been the main thing they've done is they've been quite smart. They've they've been the opposite of Everton. They've got all this money in, but haven't spaffed it on players who don't deserve to be at that club or have been on that money. Whereas Newcastle have done the complete opposite. They've bought smartly. They've bought the right players in the right positions. And yeah, Eddie Howe is doing a phenomenal job. Absolutely. I think there was something, I'll just keep this brief, but there was something about on the price of football, I don't know if anybody listens to that, Kerry Maguire was saying that they seem to think they, Mike Ashley might have undersold Newcastle somewhat just because of how well they're doing at the moment and how well it might it could all pan out. You know, in terms of what what money he would have got for that and things like that, If you know. But I don't know if that's... I don't know because it's not the, that's not the end of the season, is it yet? Oh, sorry, Matt. On my phone, it says one 0 Newcastle. It's that time zone difference. Uh huh. <laughs> that's weird. Unless they've had a goal disallowed. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Or has it been disallowed? I think it might have been a goal. It definitely went one 0 up on yeah. my phone. Um. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the, there's a few people thinking that Ashley has undersold it, but there's no way of knowing that is the in eight months later that Newcastle are going to be third or fourth in the league, really, but. So one of them have done well, haven't they, with the recruitment so far? Yeah, absolutely. I think a final point on that for myself is um, I'd quite like to say, I know it's an unpopular opinion amongst Everton fans, there's going to be a Twitter beef between Everton and Newcastle supporters. I'd quite like to see Champions League nights back at St. James's Park. Bit of nostalgia, bit of, you know, childhood kind of vibes. Quite nice. I quite enjoyed them when they had their days against Barcelona and fine order of the Champions League. So, yeah, absolutely think... Um, I actually genuinely wish them all the best because they're succeeding where my club, Matt's club, have drastically and horrendously failed. We are going to move on to some Twitter questions now, so thank you for those people who have submitted them. We always will wish any questions on any of the social medias, of course, on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. We have two questions I think Greg's suggesting there, or he's suggesting the victory sign. I think he's either channeling his inner Churchill or um, he's signaling two questions. I'm guessing it's the latter. So, so, Greg, do you want to go through Twitter yes. questions for now? Okay, cool. so we've got one question from Late Night Irish League Show that seems to follow us on Twitter. So, hello, so, Late Night Irish League Show. Uh, the question is, who hosts the best space on Twitter? I don't really do Twitter space, but does anybody do Twitter space? Anyone? I've Let's seen do, a lot of Twitter spaces, quite funny. But... On, I, get, I wonder on, if they're asking if that's a question where they're referencing that it might be themselves that uh, was the best space on Twitter. I'm going to say, surely it's the late night Irish League show that hosts the best space on Twitter. Get in the feeling that might have been See, the intent with that question. I'd have said that. Yeah, I'd have said I that. feel like that's, yeah, absolutely. Okay, second question. Yeah, so last, well done, last question. Well <laughs> last question. It's, it's Danny Ingham, Rochdale Fanny, we've had on from the Many Blue Days. So Danny Danny's, Danny's question is. Uh, is there any way Everton and Rochdale can stop themselves being relegated? Rumours of Frank's no. sacking yesterday. Do you think this is a good decision? Well, we've covered a little bit about that one, but also, do you think Dale should do similar with Jim Bentley? Um, I don't think we should sack Jim Bentley just yet. I think he's no. it's the tools more than him. Um, he's only That's been no able to, to sign the players. The tools. Um, you know, he's only been able to sign two players. Um, and we've only had him a couple of months. I don't think we should be going sacking crazy because one, we probably can't afford it, and two, I think he's all right. Actually, I think if we do go down, we're probably better off keeping Bentley. I'd keep him. 
Um, I'm not sure about anything on the Everton front in terms of that question. Um, do you think it was the right decision to sack Lampard? Uh, I think in we've discussed it, really. The record yeah. speaks for itself. Um, shame, likeable guy, as we've said. Not usually got sympathy for managers to get sacked, but in this case I do because it's not all his fault. And I think we've kind of covered that, really. Go on, um, I'm not staying detail, So, yeah. Yeah, no, you're dead right in terms of it not entirely being his fault, but there was an interesting thing on Twitter earlier on um, that I saw, and I I think I've possibly mentioned it on this before. Um, Both Lampard and Gerrard, both world-class players, but neither have taken off in the way that people would say they should have done, in inverted commas, should have done in the managerial career. Arguably, Gerrard, yeah, he had a good spell at Rangers, but Celtic weren't doing particularly well at the time. And for that level, the budget and so on, he should be getting top two minimum anyway. Um, I know obviously there was a bit of a turnaround and stuff there with him, but you know anyone with a little bit of football and now should be doing well um, with Rangers. And then obviously he went to Villa, and hand on heart, I think he's gone to the Prem too quickly. Um, I think he would have been better off going to maybe a Watford or a high championship club where he had the chance to get them promoted um, with a good budget at that level behind them. And then obviously, you know, Lampard, similar really, isn't he? Um, I feel like it was, I don't know, not an appointment out of the blue for Everton, but maybe wasn't the, the best option that they had at the time. But like you've said, I mean, you could have had anyone in there. And I think with a bunch of players that they've got and the direction of the club at the minute, um, it would take one hell of a leader to to try and change that, but I know that's probably not what he was. Asking Welcome, Twitter, Big Sam. I throw well, me two pence in. Big Sam. Well, I'm going to put it out Thanks on our Twitter. Uh, it's only a game. I'm going to put question for our listeners: Is there a correlation between world class playing career and managerial ability? And please respond, and we will pick that up on the next episode or whenever we can be asked, which maybe never. Professional. Thank you anyway professionalism that will just bias. vanish into the abyss that is twitter it, it but will. if you want to waste your time do feel free to engage because otherwise yeah all about them like we're getting lots of fulham and Oldham players today including lots of bobby decker over reed so uh, there is one what a player. there is one that hasn't player, been mentioned glorious there is one for fulham and Oldham that hasn't been mentioned stephen humphreys oh of course as in as in as in I I forget. and wigan fame yes is he still at... Did he play for Rochdale? He He's at Hearts. He did, yeah. Sorry. He played for Rochdale, didn't he? Did he really? Yeah. Get out of town. <laughs> I, I said last night, I reckon I can make up names and I believe you. They played for Rochdale. That's a game. Got it. Right. Next episode, yeah. Greg. Make up names, but throw in a real one. Real and we've one. got to guess the player who played. I'll, I'll, I'll do it on my own. Cause... Brilliant. It's like a really shit absolutely. version of Would yeah. I Lie to You. He's got to pick absolutely. some players and yeah. tell yeah, us a little bit about it. You've got to give me backstories. You've got to give me stats. Let's do that. Love it. Up I'm not being funny, guys. There's next month's Unbelievable. bonus episode. I'm not being funny, guys. You've kind, of sh- you've kind of shat on my game idea that I've got for tonight. But there we go. That's fine. Oh, well. Um, no, no. Oh, well. Ever so slightly. But no. Roll on, Jimmy. No, it's fine. No, it's it's not the same. But yeah, it's we could have a game of Rochdale or Rochfake. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Nice. Or whatever you want to call it. Rochdale or Rochbale. Yeah, pretty play for them. Yeah. Three. On to the quiz time. Whatever form of the quiz. Right Gregory, yo. James, Robert Ingham. Go ahead. I've just formed the ah, Sorry. Five questions. Gregory I have three. Anyway, right. They're all Champions League based 15. because it's quite difficult to find a top five of anything that I haven't done already. The first question is, per team in the history of the Champions League, which 
teams have had the most red cards in the history of the Champions League. So you could say, let's if if Port Vale were in there, who you know where I'm coming from, don't you? So you need to name <laughs> if Aklo. Port Vale were in there. Oh yeah, I forgot about Port Vale's Vail, famous Champions, Champions League runs. In, in 95, <laughs> yeah, of course they did, yeah. They lost the semi-finals. Royal Antwerp in the quarter-finals, yeah. Uh, they, lost, they lost in the quarter-finals because every player got red carded in the first leg. <laughs> of course. That's, That's why they're fifth on the list. The second leg. Of course That's they are. Yeah. Ian Bogey, okay. you kicking an Antwerp player. Anyway, right. Most, most red cards in the history of the Champions League. Who wants to go first? 13. I've got an answer. Right. Well, I'm going to go. For, I'm going to. I've got an answer mainly. I'd probably say Matt's got. I'm going probably. to go purely for this one because Sergio Ramos probably. Oh, you bastard! So I'm going to yeah, go for they've, got, they've also got Pepe. The as well. Pepe's got at least four hundred. Yeah, true. Yeah, but Sergio Ramos tops the list on his own. Ramos so is absolute top shit out of it. Could have done it per player, couldn't they? Right. So Jim, are you having I'd Real Madrid? You're having Real. Right to all. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Right. Who are proper dirty bastards? <laughs> Juve. I'll have Juventus. 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 All and off the pitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Can all just stop being wrongans for one season? Yeah, what what oh, are they doing? Um, the Agnellis are just so daft. Anyway, go on, carry on. Who's proper dirty? Um... <laughs> Don't ask your old school friend that. <laughs> Uh, Are you asking them for volunteers for there? Yeah, uh, it can be if you want to be. I'm going to have purely <laughs> again. Fuck knows. My United. Maybe because I got Roy Keane. I don't think I'd have that better record in the Champions League for getting red cards. And, and really. And really. And Paul right. Scholes. I'm shutting these answers down. Most red cards. Answers. The most red cards in the history of the Champions League is Juventus with 1.2 deck, I think, there. They've had 28 makes, yellow cards. Uh, sorry, red cards. Perfect sense. Perfect sense. If you ever need a Champions League team's stats based on red cards, I'm your man. Particularly. Don't know a lot about football. Champions League red that's cards. A, that's a I know niche Juventus. It's oh. very niche. I think I should start a Twitter <laughs> account. <laughs> One tweet per day of the same answer. Can you follow us? <laughs> we need the followers. Joint second place is Porto. And Real Madrid. I thought you said Porto. Port yeah. Porto and Real Madrid. Twenty-four uh, po- red cards. Porto by Pepe as well. That's why it makes sense. Ah, <laughs> yeah, actually. Wherever Pepe so Jimmy's goes. got. Jimmy's got two points there. So. Uh, third joint third, sorry, is Inter and Bayern Munich on twenty-three. Oh, I forgot about the Italians. And. Yeah, Fifth is cool. Arsenal. 20 wow. red cards. Arsenal. Oh, Vieira, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, most yeah, likely. Uh, most likely. Pascal Seagon. Yeah, Pascal Seagon. Oh, probably got this. Philip Sandro's got about 20 on his own, I think. Stefanis Tavlaridis. I don't even know if he played one. Franny Jeff has probably got one as well. He probably did. I never, never played. So, Jimmy wins with two points. Dex got one point. We roll on oh, to no. the next have question. We was, have we said he was fifth? Yeah, it, it, hang on. He was fourth. Yeah, hang on. Did we have joint? Yeah, he was fourth then. One, one, two. We've only had, we've only had four. Dynamo Kiev, sorry, fifth. Oh, Dynamo Kiev, fifth. Oh. Probably good name, Dynamo Kiev. Well, I'll yeah. sleep tonight, lads. Mm. We'll be all right. We'll sleep tonight. Thank you. There's my next five tweets sorted. Cool. Anyway, there you go. Dak starting a Dynamo right. Kiev fan account. So, next question sort of follows on from the theme of last week, last uh, recording even. 
Most appearances by a French player in the Champions League. One to five. Most appearances by a French player. Obviously, right. also, fives. when you say Champions League, are you including yeah. the European Cup in that as well? Or just the Champions League from whatever it you says, changed? European Champions Cup slash Champions right. League, That's including qualifi- qualification. Oh, bloody hell. Right, okay. We, we, we know, I, I know all of them, so... And the uh, French players, yes, top five appearances. Can I go As first? French players, yeah, go for it, Matt. Yeah, you players. go. This is a no, like last time I did this and I went balls to the wall. This is kind of what we're going again for. I'm going to go Patrice Everett, and I don't know why because he's a funny oh, guy on Twitter. Monaco. Interesting, that's interesting. What West Ham, right? Who's next? That West, that West Ham v Port Vale Champions League final. Do you remember what a final that was? <laughs> what a final, <laughs> did you think? How did you <laughs> to be alive. What a time to be alive. Live long oh, in yeah. the memory. Jim and Deck, who are we going for? Ah, uh, That's um, not my answer. Um, on Jimmy Edo. I haven't I can't think at the moment. There's so many obvious answers and yet I don't know. There's one player I can think of who I know has played a lot of Champions League games, but he may have also played a lot of UEFA Cup games prior to that with his previous club. Because it was in an era when only one or two clubs made the Champions League. I'm going to have to rush you. I feel like Chris Tarrant. I'm going to have to rush you. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. Fair enough. I got you. I got you. Right, I'm going to go a bit out there. Fair enough, friend. I'm going to go a bit out there. A bit out there. Bizente Lizarazu. I'm going to go very obvious, or at least I hope very obvious. Benzema. Okie dokie. Was, was it Leon he was at before was, Real? Of be course. Answer, yeah. Most appearances by a French player in the Champions League qualifications are European Champions Cup. Number one. Karim Benzema has made the most appearances, 146 appearances. That's one point for yeah. Deck. That's you me, can't lads. I'm sorry. You've gone for the safe follow, option. Follow Deck's Champions League podcast. Pussy. He's got just him there talking go. Champions League stats. Going for the Second place, ass. Thierry Henry. 115 oh, yeah. games for Monaco, Arsenal and Barcelona. So that would have been two points. Barcelona. Third place with 111 appearances for Monaco, Juventus and Man United is Patrice Evra for Matt. Oh, Matt's got three options. points. Yeah, fuck you, Deck. Safe options. Fourth place is 96 appearances for Real Madrid and Chelsea. That's Claude Makélélé. Oh, what and a fifth, player. Yeah, absolutely. Player. How'd I forget him? And fifth, 89. Once played for Rochdale. <laughs> 89 appearances is... Uh, Frank Ribery. So that would have been your five points, Ooh. Frank Ribery. So, uh, uh, well, can, can we just do a quick score on the Matt's won. Matt has won that round. So Matt's got three points with Patrice Evra. Jimmy has got no points with Lizarazu. And uh, <laughs> got got one point with Benzema. So, in total, who's got out of the two rounds so far? Who's Gla- winning? Gla- can I ask? Matt's winning. Matt's winning. Just, just. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Two in a row, guys. Yes. Point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, sort it out. Yeah, and well, it's Balls a tie between wall. Jimmy and Deck after that. Sorry, lads. I've just remembered. It's the most obscure answer, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, moron. Well, there, mate. You've done the Camaro. Is me thinking I've done really well? <laughs> you're, you're going. Oh, what? Well. These are weird answers. Why, Christ, why are they going with the obvious ones? Like... Which right. one's ever? So. Final question of the five rounds. So, in the history of the Champions League, 
who has the most defeats to their name. So, obviously... Well, <laughs> right, Jimmy's going for Port Vale. No, I'm joking. The most defeats in the history of the Champions League. One to five. So, obviously... Including group, mm, including group stages? You could, you could look players. at it both ways. You could look at it as... Well, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give any clues. Most defeats. Most you want defeats. teams that have been knocked out in like the quarterfinals. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Or a lot of oh, the final, possibly. Ooh, or know, they just sneak right. a qualification and get battered every year. I'm I'm going to go... Oh, I don't like this, but I'm going to go for it. Danimo Zagreb. Ooh. Right, so, so Jimmy's answer. going for... Danimo Zagreb. Okay. I'm going to go with the sneak qualification and then they're battered most years. Celtic. I think it's Celtic, but... Mm. They did get knocked out in three European competitions in one season. That was quite impressive. Did they really? That's impressive. Almost ever. How yeah, does yeah. that even happen? Comp- oh, well, Champions League against Europa. Oh, in Europa yeah. League. In Conference League. And they got out of the Champions League twice one year because the other team got done for something as well. That's a good time. That's a So, um, technically, okay. technically, that's a good idea. I'm going to go Valencia. I Again, bit of balls to the wall. No idea why. Probably wrong, but let's wait and see. Interesting. Right, okay. So the most defeats in the history of the Champions League of 109 is Real Madrid. Second place is Dynamo Kiev. Oh. You were half right, Jimmy, but I can't give you half points. I'm sorry. Oh, so this, they've had the second off. most, second most very, defeats. Very yeah. They've had 95 defeats. Third place, Benfica with 90 defeats. Oh, Benfica are a shout. I love Benfica. Um, joint fourth, they are Porto and Andelect with 86 defeats between them. And the fifth one, 84 defeats, Olympiacos. Oh, Olympiacos are the perfect fodder. Oh, of course. So I don't know. Yeah, of course, they win the league we every did well on that round, didn't we? we? That's quite well. <laughs> That's like, so that's I like don't think anybody, I don't think anybody got any on that on that on that particular round. That was too hard, Greg. Oh, well. That was too hard. That the point. overall winner it wasn't fair. Is Matt overall winner? Guys, guys, two two in a row. What is what's going on? Jimmy in particular. Deck, I'll let off. Jimmy, come on, pal. I'm I'm going for two obscure answers though. Ray Man over here. Too good for board knowledge. Greg, you do know that I play off a handicap. What is that you? handicap being a trauma Fucking idiot. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Along with many other, many, many oh, other okay. issues. Just wear glasses. But that is the main one. Just because you've got headphones on. <laughs> do we fancy a quick? Do we fancy a quick? I went out before we go. These aren't even plugged in. They're just yeah. for effect. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll hand do it fancy, over to do, Jim. Do we fancy it? Do we fancy a quick odd one out before we go? I've got a few of these. We'll just do one because we are short of time. Go on, go I'm going to give each of you a chance to guess this. By the way, um, basically, this odd one out takes us to the Botswana League. Of course, it does. Because of course, it does. And I'm going to give you three three team names. Okay, and you basically got to work out which one's the fake one. So three team names, and you each can have a go, and you can have a little guess. You can agree with each other, whatever. And basically work out which one you think the uh, fake team name is. Okay, does that make sense? So the first Good. team name is Bots is Botswana Meat Commission. Botswana <laughs> Meat Commission. Meat Spin Commission. Meat, no, meat Spin Meat Commission. Right. Okay. The second one. Meat. Yeah. Okay. So Botswana Meat Commission. 
The second one, Setswana Accountancy College. Setswana Accountancy College. Can I just and the say, final is one, that a... what are you thinking of an acronym for like something dodgy? No, no, it sounds like a university challenge uh, name, like a team. Okay, well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. And the maybe third one, what's the third one? Big the third one is. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Although, nope. Not maybe not. Probably definitely not in Botswana. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Good point. The third one is miscellaneous. Oh, that's a red herring. Fucking hell. Um, so we've got Bots- we've got Botswana Meat Commission, Setswana Accountancy College, or miscellaneous. Which one's the fake one? Are those three? Do you reckon in the Botswana League? Right. See that. Okay. Th- uh, let's go. With it. The obvious okay. answer is miscellaneous. But knowing you, that makes it less obvious. So right, I'm, I'm trying to go one. into your head now. Oh, okay. the, right, two are, two are genuine team names, one's fake. One fake. I'll repeat them again. Go on. Botswana Meat Commission, Setswana Accountancy College, or Miscellaneous. Which one's the fake one? Two of those are genuine team names in Botswana. I'm going to go for the no. Botswana one. Botswana so you think Botswana Meat Commission Meat Commission, Meat Commission Meat Commission Meat Academy Can we just point out nobody should ever never Google yeah, Meat Academy Google Meat Christ knows what come up Meat Academy No chance Botswana So you're thinking Botswana Meat Commission's a fake team Okay Yeah I'm going to go for the second one that I think So you think the Accountancy College one's a fake one Setswana Accountancy College I don't know. It does sound like a university challenge oh. name. Dex, Dex yeah, I'm going to stick with my guns. I think the second one is false, I think. Yeah, okay, so you guns. think Setswana Accountancy College is fake, okay? Yes. And Dex with us or not with us? I'm not entirely sure. Oh, he's back. So, just for heads up, we've got Botswana Meet Commission, Matt thinks fake. Setswana Accountancy College that Greg thinks fake. Which one do you reckon? Uh, can you repeat the third one? Of course, the third one is miscellaneous. Um, I'm gonna say meat commission. You think Botswana, Botswana meat commission as well? Okay. Yeah, they don't well with forestry. Meat Academy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the biggest rivalry. The biggest rivalry going. Well, oh, I can nice. tell you that in it's fact, a friendly. Greg, you've won this round. The fake one is Setswana Accountancy College. Ah. Right. There is a Botswana Accountancy College in Botswana. It's not a football team. And Setswana is the language one of the tribes speak right. in Botswana. The other two, Botswana Meat Commission and Miscellaneous, are genuine Botswana football Miscellaneous. Teams. Where the hell did Miscellaneous come from? There's a lot gone into that, isn't there, Jimmy? I can. There's a few brain like cells been spent on that. So is like the idea that... Is the Miscellaneous well team just take the other then. ones from other teams and just create their own team at it? Just basically, just any other players, just randomly ragtag, just ragtag wanderers, just kind of. It's like, it sounds don't. like a default setting on Pro Evo or something. I don't know. <laughs> miscellaneous, like the, the yeah. Miscellaneous eleven. There is genuinely miscellaneous FC, yeah. Genuinely, yeah. So I mean, I've got a few more days, but we, we, won't, we won't have time for tonight. Um, I could come up with all kinds of mad countries and do stuff like yeah. that. We could do one each episode if you want. That, yeah, I'm a big fan of that question, Jim. Really, I, big I, fan. I, I could do I could do it with headlines as well. You know, come up with some mad headlines or whatever, or in football world. You go anywhere with that. So yeah, I've gone out. Oh yeah, I'm doing uh, uh, potential Everton managers next week. Yeah, just make names up. Let's face it. If, if, if Botswana Meat Commission starts managing Everton, then they're gonna they're gonna buy Everton next week. Miscellaneous no, might end up Everton. Miscellaneous. 
miscellaneous or, or, or a meat commission do you think and they've uh, and, and they've both the Satswana Accountancy meat College so yeah yeah Meat Academy so tune in next week for the big big grudge match between Forest Green Rovers and Meat Academy that's a bit of a derby is it bad that I really want to say that it's really a juicy fixture absolutely indeed mm. there's lots at stake hey there is might come a bit <laughs> close to the bone Oh. I had one of them. One of them's in for a drug hiding. Oh, I'll stop there. Oh, I like that. I like it. There's definitely oh, a grilling no. joke in there somewhere as well. No, we've we've overcooked this joke now. Wee. A few Wee. of the dolls will be described as absolute bangers. <laughs> Never wins. They'll be told, "Well done." Wee. <laughs> On that note, guys, I'm going to sign off for the night. Right then. Well, I think on that whether you are indeed a meat eater, a meat eater or vegan, we wish you all the very best. Apologies best. if we've offended anyone there. We've offended point, everyone. Uh, not, you know, yeah, you've, you've they're not happy eating, folks. We vegans, Forest Green Rovers Football Club, the entire nation of Botswana. Um, we just apologise to all of you if you've got this far. Well done, because mm. we is, haven't got this is. far in spirit. You know, you're, you're, you're a trooper. This was supposed yeah, to be half an hour here, 59 minutes later, and we're still going somehow. So. Yeah, because we spoke about Kidderminster Harriers for half. Well done, us. And Port Vale's famous yeah. Champions League run. Port Vale's famous so Champions League run. So there's two bonus episodes sorted. Absolutely. Sam. Absolutely. And uh, loads of commission on the new adverts. Enjoy those listeners. Indeed, <laughs> Indeed yeah, because of course we are now Surely part... FM, where the listener comes first. It'll there's be... the first one. There's a It'll ton of alcoholic though, ads yeah. in there as well. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Well, we of course we must mention the Tony game. And after all of that last chat, probably loads of Quorn adverts as well. Quorn, by the way, I said, listeners. Quorn, not Quorn. Yeah. You've got to be careful what you say around here. No. It's only a game. It's part of the sports social network for now, until they kick us off. Um, so we must give them a shout out. So thank you very much for their support and for letting us onto your podcast platform. Uh, please listen to us at any podcast platform that you have, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, please follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Lads, are we getting a TikTok? Only I want to get one for the TikTok dancers, mainly. Oh, but we do have a YouTube account, apparently, now that has kindly set up. We're working on that. Yes, we're um, going to get going on that. So do feel free to follow any of us on any of those platforms, but just don't follow us around the streets. That, a little yeah, bit. that might have been an idea to record good. this as video as well, which I forgot to do. So it's going to be an audio well, over it's the YouTube not a problem. channel. We, 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 can do, we can do other things um, on YouTube. We'll enjoy well. the blank screen, viewers. We'll just, we'll just get a screenshot of all, great, all of us. Great, great visual content coming your way. <laughs> Although I'm now thinking of creating Great. a, and I'm now thinking of creating a, a sort of another podcast Early called Meat Academy. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be yet. Yeah, right. Sausages. It's just by that, a, I mean, it's just not an AS, It's just, it's just, an, it's just, an, it's just an ASMR account of sausages sizzling. Like... Lads, if we keep going for another two minutes, we could get another advert in it. Shot, you know. And then we can all retire. It. Why do you think so we're just loads not... of background noise for a few minutes, doing, gents? Of oh, sausages sizzling. Pepperoni. Hmm? Pepperoni advert. Yeah, we'll get, we'll I do love a potato waffle, but that's going back a few episodes. New year, go back to the Come Down With Me episode. Absolute belter. We're proud of that one. We're not proud yeah. of any of them. If you're new here, we're proud. Yeah. Um, if you're new here, we're sorry. And also, just to specify, uh, low income meal. And I'm a fantastic chef. Meat Academy. Anything with an air fryer, I'm your Meat man. Academy is coming soon. Good night, everyone. Take care. Stay, stay Cheers, everyone. And remember, when it comes to football, it's only a game.
It certainly is. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.